0: What's happening, my wonderful people? Uh, Welcome back to Bacon Bites. It's another week here at uh, the podcast. And uh, today's subject is going to be therapy dogs. Uh, Currently, I have a therapy dog. His name is Thor. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. And... Today's subject is therapy dogs. I currently have a therapy dog. Uh, His name is Thor. He's a chocolate lab, and he's approximately mm, between 11 and 12 years old. Uh, My wife and I always argue about the year. So, we'll go with 12 right now. Uh, He is officially retired. I retired him uh, back on January 1 of this year. Uh, The main reason is his uh, arthritis became uh, too overwhelming for him to uh, climb stairs and, um, so he's pretty much in retirement right now. I took Thor uh, three times a week to a local city school system, uh, in Canton, Ohio. Took him to two different schools three times a week. We went on my lunch hour every week, Mond- uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I gave up my lunch, uh, for therapy for the kids. And basically what, uh, what we did is we, uh, Went to school uh, three times a week. We went to a study room for the kids, and the kids came and read to Thor. The cool thing about that is I just sat there. I had nothing to do with it. It was all Thor. Uh, the kids either laid on top of him, laid next to him, put their heads on him, uh, or just sat at the desk and he laid down beside them. And the only thing I was there for is just to help with words that they didn't understand or didn't know how to pronounce so Thor Thor did a great job for eight years. Um it's a wonderful part of his life, uh that he did serve uh for the community. But unfortunately everything does have to come to an end. So we did uh we did have to retire him here on January one of this year. Not that I wanted to, and not that the kids wanted me to, um but uh but they did uh uh you know, they did give me a farewell, a nice farewell uh party. At the end of last year. Well. Now. On to what is needed. To become. Or to have. A therapy dog. Okay. Now. For. Training purposes. I trained. Thor myself. I. Uh, went to the website. Uh, www.akc.org. And looked up their good canine citizen training program, and testing. You can go to that website and see what is needed to, uh, for your dog to pass their 10-test program. Once uh, he passes or she passes that program, then you get a certificate saying that your dog is a canine good citizen. and At that point, uh, he then becomes a therapy dog. Most places that I can think of will accept that certification as a therapy dog. But check with your local institutions where you're going to be uh, possibly applying for therapy dog to be used, and uh, they'll let you know what they accept and don't accept. Now, on AKC.org website, um, like I said, they have ten tests that uh, the dog must pass, and <laughs> my dog Thor is uh, passed them with flying colors, you know, so to speak. Pat on the back, yay, Steve. Well, test number one. Test number one is accepting a friendly stranger. What this test does is it demonstrates the dog to allow a friendly stranger to approach and speak to the handler in a natural and everyday situation. That way the dog doesn't growl. The dog doesn't, uh, his hair doesn't stand up on back. On um, You know, like a ridge back. Uh, it doesn't get uh, aggressive at all to the person. And um, the dog must... Uh, must show no sign of resentment or shyness towards this new stranger. So that's test number one. Test number two is probably the easiest one. It's sitting politely for petting. Um, What this test does is it demonstrates that your dog uh, will sit in place for a person to pet or stroke its hair um, for long periods of time. And the dog must not show any type of aggression, or must not bark, or must must not be shy at all when it comes to uh, this particular test. Test number three is uh, appearance and grooming. Um, This one, this one's a very simple one for most dogs, but there are some dogs that uh, have difficulty with this. All this is just simply shows that the dog can uh, be groomed with uh, a brush or a comb or checked for fleas uh, by somebody, or fingers put in their mouth to check their teeth and tongue and gums basically what a veterinarian would do and this your dog your therapy dog must allow a stranger to do this uh, as long as of course you allow it but that is uh, test number three test number four is out for a walk walking on a loose lead now this is a difficult one doing out in public um And this is a major one that your dog has to pass. And this is the one that most dogs will fail. This one and number five. Um, When you go out for a walk, the dog must not be on a a loose lead, meaning that uh, the dog must be attentive to the handler. He can be uh, not restrictive in any way. In other words, on a short lead to where you have full control of the dog. Uh, The dog must be uh, able to turn right, turn left, Uh, and and at least stop in one direction in between the turns. This is a tough one for most dogs. All right, test number five, walking through a crowd. This one, this one's also tough for dogs because dogs are always loving to sniff and smell and see uh, who's where and what's what and what's going on. While walking through a crowd, the dog must pay attention to the handler and not pay attention to any people or dogs or animals around them. There's, they must be in full attention span when it comes to uh, the handler itself. Uh, my dog had no problem uh, doing this particular test. When we were there in the gymnasium at a, uh, at a school, one of the uh, other testing judges, I guess you would call them, had a big St. Bernard. And uh, another dog, I'm sorry, another handler had a, uh, a black... Looks like looks like a short-coated uh, terrier, I'm sorry, um, short-coated um, spaniel, maybe. But uh, I had to walk my dog Thor, I had to walk Thor in between both of them while they walked in opposite directions, and Thor could not turn his head, could not pay attention to the other dogs or the other handlers. Thor had to pay attention to me solely. And of course, <laughs> he, he passed. Then there's test number six. Sit down on command and stay in place. This is also a tough one for dogs. Dogs hate to stay in one place more than I'm you know guessing what 15 20, 30 seconds you know they do your command and then they're back up on their feet running around. Well with Thor um how to prove this one I kind of went over <laughs> kind of went overboard on this one. Uh, I set Thor down at the end of the gymnasium you know it was a basketball court, of course so you know how long that is. I sat him down at the one end and uh, stepped away five feet and told him to stay. And then I kept walking and kept walking. And I got a half court and the judge says, "Uh, what are you doing? I said, well, you never told me to stop. I didn't know how long or how far I should be away from my dog. And they looked at him and looked at me and they said, "Um, yeah, that's more than enough. And yeah, he definitely passes that one. (laughs) So good job Thor." And uh, this is a basic command. Uh, All dogs should know this anyhow. This is coming when called. Simple. Set your dog, place your dog. uh, Again, like I did at the end of the uh, gymnasium. And I was at half court, and I said, Thor, come. And that's all I had to say. And he come trotting down court all the way to me, and sat down next to me when I told him to heal. Now, number eight is a tough one for dogs. Again, it is reaction to another dog. What this test does is make sure that your dog does not any have any type of reaction whatsoever to another dog that's around them, that's near them, or that's in a distance. You know, for example, uh, you know, neighbor's dog is you know across the yard as you're walking. Period cannot do anything about it. He must be on focus with you, attention to you, 100% of the time. The test number nine is also another tough one, uh, especially they use treats. This is called reaction to distraction. Your dog, again, your dog must be totally attentive to you 100% of the time. Now, that's what this test do. That's what they prove, that you can handle your dog and that your dog is totally attentive to you. This is distraction. What they'll use is treats. They'll use horns. They'll use um, something loud like uh, like a plate. They'll drop a, a plastic plate you know, on the floor, or they'll bang a pan, um, or they'll drop a pan on the floor. And your dog can be aware of that noise. They can be aware that it happened. They can turn their head. But their attention must come back to you when, You know immediately. Um, they can acknowledge it, is what I'm saying. But they can't do anything about it. They can't go investigate it. They can't bark at it. They can't growl. They can't be shy of it. Um, they just have to sit there and just be aware of it. And number 10. Number 10, my dog passed with flying collars um at the time uh, the trainers judges told me that uh, he was the best <laughs> he was the best dog that they ever tested on this one this one was called supervised separation it's a simple thing where you take your dog take the collar off of him and lead set him down in a down position lay position and you walk out of the room um this particular test, I don't. I think it takes about five minutes. I think is what it is. Five or ten minutes is the test time. Uh, don't quote me on that. But uh, I set my dog down, set Thor in lay position, told him to stay, and uh, I walked out of the room. And I was out of the room probably about fifteen minutes because they kind of forgot about me because my dog was so, <laughs> my dog was so good. He just laid there and did absolutely nothing. The uh, the Saint Bernard and the other dog were walking around, and you know doing their thing and uh, not being Have and Thor just, they said he just laid there we kind of forgot about you because we were doing, you know, we were doing tests and filling out the paperwork for you and uh, so yeah, come on back in. So that is the 10 tests that you must pass for AKC, you know, which is American Kennel Club, a uh, good, canine, uh, good, good uh, canine good citizen program good canine good citizen program Uh, That way you get to use your dog as a therapy dog. Like I said, this is just one of a couple different programs. This is the one I chose uh, because my dog is AKC. And, uh, you know, that goes on his records, uh, on his papers for the future that, uh, that he did pass that particular test and that he is a certified therapy dog. Those are the 10 tests that uh, are required by the American Kennel Association for your dog to pass to get the uh, Canine Good Citizen. That way your dog can become a therapy dog. Now, like I mentioned before, I personally trained my dog uh, to pass all those tests. Hindsight, uh, I would have trained specifically for those tests, but unfortunately at the time I did not know what the tests were and I went in totally blind and I uh, looked at the paper when I was there getting ready to take the test to figure out what uh, what I needed to do with my dog. Because, again, my dog was already pre-trained. Now, if you have a new dog or a new puppy that you want to take out and get uh, get trained instead of doing it yourself, uh, per se, without any help, um, looking at uh, petsmart.com forward slash training, they uh, they will train you slash your dog to pass the Canine Good Citizen testing program check out their website Uh, they've got packages put together they've got your advanced they have your premium and they have your fundamental package but talk to one of their trainers to find out exactly what you need to do to get the dog trained to pass that uh, good citizen testing program cool thing about that is is once you pass the test um, most nursing homes will accept that certification uh, the school I went to, I should say, the two schools I went to here in Canton, Ohio, uh, the first one actually brought me into a program at the time that they were starting this. Uh, nine, eight and a half, eight and a half, nine years ago, Goodwill Industries uh, was putting together this dog pro, dog reading program that I applied to. And there was about four or five of us that applied. And uh, they were paying for the testing program. Uh, so basically all I had to do was show up and pass the test and I was in They uh, once my dog passed the test, they, uh, they assigned me a school that was closest to where I worked because of what I wanted to do and the timeline I wanted to do it for. Uh, some of the other people were retire, uh, retirees that could do it anytime during the day and, uh, and they could do it any day of the week. Now, me personally, I only had time to do it on my lunch hour. I talked to the owner of my company and asked him if I could bring my dog to work uh, on those particular days, explained to him that he was certified and that he would lay in the corner of my office and absolutely uh, bother no one or anyone, and explained to him the uh, reason behind it, what I would be doing, is taking him to the schools and allow the kids to, uh, to read to him uh, three times a week. So, like I told him, it's community service for us. Uh, it's good, uh, good for the kids, and, and on the back end of it, it can obviously be used for uh, good advertisement uh, for the company um, because allowing me the time to uh, take him to the schools uh, because it always took a little bit more than an hour, sometimes a little bit, uh, you know, an hour and a half, and, and my boss and the company didn't mind uh, because they knew on those specific days when I had my dog that things happened. Uh, you know, kids don't show up, or kids are running late, classes running late, uh, kids are sick, uh, have to reschedule things. Um, many different things can happen on you know, those particular days with uh, with kids, and that uh, it's not a true exactly sixty minute lunch hour for me. It could have been you know hour and a half, could have been two hours, you know, it could have been twenty minutes when I had one kid and I came back. So that's you know averaged out to uh, to the timeline. And uh, they were happy, I'm happy, and the schools were happy. So, with, uh, with therapy dog, in comparison to a service dog, there are two different things. Now, why I like therapy dogs over service dogs is therapy dogs can go anywhere and at any time and help multiple people. Service dogs, a service dog is a one- person or one owner dog it services that particular person for whatever need and or it was trained for Uh, that's one of the main reasons why i helped thor be trained as a as a therapy dog and another big difference is a therapy dog doesn't have the same uh i'm I'm not gonna use this word lightly uh, does not have the same rights as a service dog does so for example you want to take your dog onto an airplane. Um, you cannot call it a service dog because it is not a service dog. They cannot lay there beside you in the plane or uh, underneath your feet like you know most of those, quote, service dogs can uh, and they allow to do because of the government uh, laws and regulations. Yours is a therapy dog. He does not have those rights as a service dog does. Remember, a service dog services the person that's handling him with service dogs, there's only two questions that legally companies can ask one, is that a service dog? Two, what service does it provide to you? And that's only two questions they're legally allowed to ask. Uh, you don't have to prove that it's a service dog, you don't have to prove it to anybody that's a service dog. Uh, legally, they don't have to show you that. Now, when it came to Thor and uh, the schools it being a therapy dog. Meaning that he could see multiple people, then yes, I had to prove that uh, he was certified. Uh, I had to show him the papers, and again, I was proud of that. So uh, that was never a problem for me. I'm always proud to show my dog uh, uh, the paper that uh, that he passed his testing. That was a proud moment for me. Now, when it comes to service dogs, you know a lot of individuals that have them, uh, you know, are getting harassed by a lot of people. Uh, mainly because of the world today is uh, uh, you know, a lot of some people are using fake service dogs or calling their dogs, a service dog just to get the benefits and perks that, uh, that might come free and or it discounted and or privileges um, to that person because of having a service dog. Unfortunately uh, it is what this world is. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, Bad people in the world, and when they can, uh, you know, curve the system uh, to their benefit, there are those bad people in the world that do that, unfortunately. But, uh, but Service Dogs Service Dogs, a whole nother, whole nother podcast, and we'll leave that one for another day. Last part of this podcast is uh story time story time about Thor. And a child at one of the schools that I went to every week. This child, I'll just use his first name. His first name was William. He was autistic. And William had difficulties uh, coming into school. He had difficulties around other kids. Um, He was very, uh, I'll use the word as a loner, you know, to himself when it came to school. But, uh, but he's very intelligent, and he could read very, very well. So they talked to his parents. Um, of course, you have to sign a waiver, you know, allowing the child to see Thor. And uh, they were apprehensive at first. Um, because, you know, they didn't understand the program or, you know, if this was new to William. And they weren't sure what was going to happen. So, you know, like I told the teachers, and I said, well, just having come in and see him you know if if the parents want to come in that's fine they can come in with william and see my dog and see thor and sit down with us and talk to us and uh and see how things go or i would even take thor to their home uh or to a mutual um mutual place that we could meet you know like a park or something like that at the time you know whatever it took i i wanted william to you know, allow him to see Thor and allow Thor's big heart help William out when it came to uh, reading and adjusting. Well, the uh, they brought William in uh, to see Thor and William sat there and was, you know, apprehensive and Thor, the way Thor is, he just walked over to William, sat down beside him, put his head on his lap and just started uh, licking his hand. Well, for some autistic children, uh, William included, uh, he did not. William did not like that, and he uh, jerked really quick. But the great thing about Thor and his training is he didn't move. He just sat there, waiting patiently, for William to you know calm down and uh, and to pet him and to acknowledge him and to make friends with him. Well, eventually, after a few moments, William calmed down. Uh, Got his hand cleaned, you know, of, of Thor's slobber. Um, he, uh, and, you know, we told William it, it was okay that Thor's friendly to go ahead and, and just pet him on the top of his head. And he did. And from that moment on, they were best of friends. Every week, William would show up and uh, would sit there in a chair, and Thor would be right beside him with his head in his lap. And William would read to him. And then eventually, I brought in a uh, a dog cushion, you know, a big uh, three-foot-by-three-foot dog pillow uh, for Thor to lay on because of the hard, uh, hard cement floor in the classrooms. And wouldn't you know it, William saw that pillow, and he walked over and he laid down on a pillow. He called Thor, and Thor walked over and laid right there beside him. And for the next, uh, let's see, I had William for three years. Yeah, I had William for three years. For the next three years, William laid down with him on a pillow and read to Thor every week, every week of school year. And his parents said that was probably the best thing that ever happened to William at the time. Well, after two and a half years, William transferred to another school. Uh, I came in one on my normal Tuesday and asked, uh, and they said, well, you know, we're going to move up everybody by uh, by one person because William no longer goes to the school. Uh, and I had I, a I question. I said, well, why? And they said, well, uh, parents moved, you know, another part of the city. I said, well, what school is he going to now? And they told me the school, which was on the other side of town, but it was still close enough to my job to where I could get there in a reasonable amount of time and uh, and allow him to read. Well, they did not have a program like this, so I went over to that school and talked to the principal. And the principal was apprehensive, and she says, I'm not sure, you know, uh, it's a dog in our school, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, you know, you allow police dogs in here. She goes, well, yeah, they're trained. I said, well, mine's trained too, and he's certified. I said, talk to you know, the principal over at the other school I go to and you know, if you decide to allow me to come over, you know, I'll stop by and we'll set up a schedule. I said, It's gonna be very beneficial for William specifically and she said, Oh, you know William? I said, Yeah, that's the reason I'm here. I want I personally want William to read to Thor every week. He's been doing it now for two and a half years and I don't want him to not read to Thor, you know, for the second half of the year only because uh, his parents had to move. Um so they called me in three days, and uh, we set up a meeting, and uh, we surprised William. They uh, they called William down to the room, uh, and this room was by the principal's office. So William thought he was in trouble, and he he opened the door, and there was Thor, and and he came running, he came running up to Thor and gave gave Thor a hug, and that was probably the best. Uh, the best moment I've ever had with Thor. Sorry. <laughs> but that's how much I love the kids. And how much the kids love Thor. Well, let's uh, let's end on that one. I appreciate you listening. Uh, this has been Steve Bacon with uh, stevebacon.com. And my podcast is Bacon Bites. We appreciate you listening. Peace out.